Tana, did you hear about the new Paisano's deal? More pizza, less dough. Medium, one topping, $5.99. Are you out of your mind? I'm going to order it right now, buddy. What's the code? Yes. 599 Pizza. Hurry up, man. Press in. I'm hungry. I'm on it, buddy. I'm yes. Coming up on the Santana Moss Show, we talking Catholic University, me and Brian Mitchell's football camp today. And hear about how Santana Moss's flights got delayed, canceled, rescheduled. Oh, Lord, you just got to hear a story. And Adrian Peterson is shooting for 2,000 yards in a loaded backfield. Good luck with that. And we're talking NBA all around the league with Santana Moss. And it's so hard to give Trav these L's like Toronto Raptors have given him in the past weeks. I told him Drake was back. Tana loves when I take L's. Don't let him fool you. The Santana Moss Show podcast starts right now. It's a Santana Moss Show. Keith, we forgot to tell you we have our own theme song. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard, the, I've heard the theme song. I turned it on in my office one time. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I work at the Salvation Army. Oops. Now I'm ready to go. Go, go, go. Hey, 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 Santana Moss show from Catholic University. You gotta love it. Travis Thomas, Santana Moss, and a special guest, Keith Moore from the Salvation Army joins us. Gentlemen, how art thou? I'm great, man. Lovely day out here. It was a great day, man. Great out in um, the uh, Salvation Army. Gave me and B. Mitch the nod to come out here and, and host one of these, you know, one of the camps that I do every year mm-hmm. down in the Loudoun area. And guess what? I say, hey, count me in. I'm here. No doubt. So, Keith, um, I want to get into what brings these guys out here today, obviously, and also your role with the Salvation Army. Sure, sure. I met Santana out in Loudoun before I started working in D.C., and I knew he had camp and I went to see his camp and I saw the way it ran and I was really impressed because I have two kids, they went to camps and I like the fact that he gets there when it starts and he's one of the last people to leave versus somebody that just comes in and watches and takes off. I moved into DC and I talked to Santana and said, hey, you know, would you be willing to do something like that for the kids in DC? Because they really don't have the money to be able to go to a suburban camp and they just don't have the type of resources. And it was, yes, absolutely. That sounds like a great thing to do. So he brought Brian into it as well. And Brian's been here through the whole thing. He's coming up tomorrow as well. So these guys came in here and they've really done a fantastic job with these kids. They're not only teaching them football, but they're teaching them life, which is really important, as you well know. So that's that. And for myself, I'm just in fundraising for the Salvation Army. And frankly, the Salvation Army is a great organization. They do a lot of good things. And this is just in line with what they do. They do things for kids and they do things for folks that don't have. So under those circumstances, this is a great opportunity for for me to get out. It doesn't surprise me at all. I'm sure you had Santana at kids. You know, I mean, once you said that, he's always in. He's always down to do the right thing for the youths of tomorrow. I will say this, though, and I just told you this off air. When I arrived today, Tana was already doing his thing, right? (laughs) And I couldn't physically see him. There's a lot of counselors and coaches and kids on the field. And I'm like, I don't see Santana. And then you could just hear him coaching these kids. No, you over there. You in that line. Now come run through. Run through. And then uh, what was the kid's name? The Thomas. 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 He's a star already. He's on the Santana Mall show. Shout outs to Thomas and the rest of the kids. One time for the young fellow, man, Thomas. He got on me early. Hey, Keith, can you share with the listeners and some of the viewers a little more about Salvation Army and what they do for the community around here? You're absolutely right. The Salvation Army is always there. Uh, the nutshell 
of our mission is to take care of people who are in need, regardless of race, creed, color, etc. We do not discriminate amongst folks. And we do everything from helping people get their power back on, paying the power company to do that with Washington Gas. we got a great partnership with them. We have housing for young mothers and children who are coming off the street, and we have a program with them to help get them educations and skills and so forth. Kids are taken care of, very long-term program, and then they can go out. And we even have real estate people that help them find a place to live afterwards. The most recent opportunity we've had is we opened an anti-human trafficking facility, which Santana and Brian Mitchell both attended a gala that we had for funding of that human trafficking site. So that's the kind of thing that we do. Everybody knows us by the red kettles at Christmas by Giant. We're in business all year round and we do all kinds of things. Is there a number or something that these folks can reach out to you guys who in need and that might be listening to you right now today and just, you know what, they didn't know that help ever existing, so they might want to reach out and say, hey, give you a holler and see if you can help them. Or a website or something. Yeah. All they have to do is type into their browser, U.S. Salvation Army, and then they'll do it just like everybody else. What's your zip code? We're all set. Well, thanks to you, Keith, and thanks to the Salvation Army. Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Santana, thanks from uh, the Salvation Army and the kids. We certainly appreciate it. No, thank you, man. Tan, I know you're a humble guy, so you'll never say this, but I got to tell you, it's such an eye-opening experience to sit here in the press box at Catholic University, talking to the man himself and watching the camp take place. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's pretty dope, man. But honestly, you know, I have to tip my head off to Salvation Army, you know, just teaming up with these guys and being a part of what they're being a part of. Like, you know, one of the things that I talk about so much is, you know, the things that I'm trying to do in my community, you know, mm -hmm. in Loudoun County out there with some of the youths and just being in their lives. You know, it's not all about giving something, you know, I think if you give them time, that's more than enough at yeah. times. And I didn't realize that as a young guy in this league or in the league, you know, you thought, okay, I give them, you know, buy their uniforms or, you know, you pay for something that their coach might want you to pay for. That's outrageous at times. But more than anything, if you give them your time, that's more than enough. And I'm understanding that now. I think the years that have gone by and I understand that these kids are not going to get to know what it takes unless you're there to tell them. True. Unless you're there to show them. And that's why I get a kick out of it. You know, like you said, you said earlier to Keith, you pretty much had Tanner at kids. You know, when you said it was about the kids, yeah, it's about the youth, man. It's about our world, our future. And so when he came to me and said, hey, you know, ever since we teamed up and joined forces and he said, hey, I'm going to back 89 Ways to Give. And I said, hey, I'm going to back anything you do in the Salvation Army. You know, Salvation Army is worldwide. You know, the things that they're doing throughout the DMV and just nationally alone, if you can hang on that coattail, that's a big up for you. So I'm like, I know I can't reach everybody. Yeah. So for the ones that I can't reach, as long as I'm partnering with you, then I'm able to reach these guys. The donations I give to you from people giving me donations for the things I'm doing in my in my community, I'm able to reach the kids that I don't see. So coming out here in the DMV, coming out here in D.C. alone and being able to put a camp on with these guys along with Brian Mitchell, that's nothing for us because we understand that unless these kids get it from the guys themselves that they watch and they admire, then they really won't get it. So that's why we out here today. I'm going to tell you, these are some youngins, but a couple of them can ball. I just seen one kid hit the hell out of a tackling <laughs> dummy. I want to sign him to the Redskins right now. Yeah, you know, one of the things, I, I was talking to a parent earlier, and uh, his son's out here, I think he's about 12. 12. And his son has some talent. I watched his son very closely, but I was telling him that, you know, you never know 
where these camps can take you. You yeah. know, I went to one camp ever in my life, one. And it was just one of those camps that I was uh, going into my senior year in high school and they put on a camp at Pace High School, not too far from, you know, my neighborhood where I grew up in Miami. And to tell you the truth, when I came from that camp, you know, I had recognition and everyone had me in, you know, magazines and newspapers wow. going to my senior year saying this kid could be a sleeper. And I'm like, I went to a school where, you know, the last two years of being a starting wide receiver, I probably had a total of eight catches in two oh, years. But that camp, we didn't throw the ball, right. you know, and I was telling the guy's father, like, you never know who's watching. You never know who's out here. This camp is not like that camp because, you know, that camp was, you know, uh, primarily for high school. Right, kids you were older. Was trying to, you know, go into the next level. So you had yeah. scouts and stuff out there. But one of the things I was trying to tell that father is that make sure your kid know that when he's out here, always pay attention and always do what he has to do because you never know who's who's going to see it. You for never sure. know who we know that might can tell the next person, like, hey, watch out for this kid or whatever. So, and I was just telling them my story, like, hey, man, I was a nobody mm-hmm. going into my senior year. And I read the paper and they said I was a sleeper. And I'm like, well, what have I done to show you that? But I understand that the things that I've done up to that point from track and football has kind of risen someone's eyebrows yeah. enough to say, you know, we have to put more of a conscious effort on this kid because he might do something this year. And that was the year I exploded. No doubt about it. So look, we know you're doing the Salvation Army stuff, but all the Santana Moss Show family out there knows damn well you busy. And this ain't the only thing you've been doing. So please catch us up on where in the world is Santana Moss? Where in the world is <laughs> Carmen San Diego? Um, no, honestly, um, Last week, I went to Winchester. Winchester showed me so much love. So, shout out to Winchester. They had you before for different yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I done been to Winchester back and forth, man. And I'm actually got to get back out there. But they have the only drive-in movie theater that's in the area. So, you know, for us folks that stay out they there still in Ashburn, they have one standing wow. still. And I love the drive-in. So, I've been saying I'm going to get back. I, I've told the mayor a couple of times that I'm going to get back to the area so I can, uh, you know, attend the drive-in just to, you know, just to see what it's like out here. Yeah. But uh, special shout out to those guys that host me uh, this past weekend out there in uh, Winchester. I was at the Apple Blossom Mall. I did autograph signing. and a lot of people showed up. It was a great event. And like I said before, Winchester always showed me love. Besides that, I jetted down to Miami right after that appearance. My oldest daughter turned 15 on the 18th. Happy so, birthday. So Sanaya, um, Getting up there. Wow. Slow down, baby. You make me, you know. I know I just turned 40 uh, Crazy. a couple of weeks ago, but. Damn, yeah, you're getting I, old, dog. That's what they say, you know, but I. I think I'm just getting a little wiser, man. You know, I don't I want to put the old age on me too fast. Ain't no grays, neither. You all black. A, a you got some grays? A couple of them popping up, but I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to shy away from Like, I tell them, man, look, any and everything that comes your way is meant to happen. So True. you got to take it on the way it is, the way it comes. But, um, yeah, I was in Miami for, what, five or six days because of my daughter's birthday. And it's great to be able just to be around your kids, man. Like, I share this all the time with a couple of friends of mine that, just to be in the area with them. Like, I don't have to do something special, but just to sit down on that couch, sometimes I find myself yelling because I'm hearing noise from Satan sure. screaming at the game that he's playing upstairs. <laughs> he's one of those guys that get mad at the game and punch walls and punch <laughs> doors. And I wonder where he gets that competitive Santana Jr. Does it, does it as well. You know, he's 19, and you'd be like, why are you still punching doors and walls up there because of these video games? And then Sanaya is the one that's in her room quiet most of the time. She got some old music in her ears. I guess she got that old soul from her dad. I'm always into old school R&B hits. Mm-hmm. Travis over here giggling, chuckling mm-hmm. up because he know R&B he, he going to go 
back to boy, I rode in that tenor range and that boy had them. I'm telling you, <laughs> them hits from the '80s and them. But um, yeah, man, just being in the environment, being home, and just seeing the kids, man, is brightening up my week. So that was all a good part. And then getting back, I told you, I caught hell getting back the other day. Come on, I mean, um, I was in the airport from five to seven o'clock. You know, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. Lord have mercy. And that just was ridiculous, trying to get myself back up here. Flight delayed, flight canceled. Flight delayed, flight canceled, changed airports, you name it. Finally got out, then got delayed again. But I got here, and I know I had a a couple of priorities, and one was, you know, hosting this camp for Salvation Army, and two was making sure that we can keep our listeners for the Santana Mall Show. This is what you need. It's time for you, Tana. Go ahead and invest in a PJ. Get yourself a private jet. This is what we'll do. Write the check to me. I'll <laughs> deposit it into my account, and I'll go get the jet you on your sure, behalf. You just make sure you get the jet for me. Huh? That's how it works. <laughs> well, first of all, them flights going to have to keep getting delayed and canceled on me because I ain't spending that money on a private jet. <laughs> Hey, Ted, uh, we might as well switch gears, man, and get into some Redskins stuff. You know, it's not a show if we don't talk skins. Now, leading up to camp, we're going to have plenty of time to break down a lot of these position battles, right? One that intrigues me I want to ask you about is a running back. I don't know if I want to call it a battle, but it's a little crowded now in the running back backfield, in my opinion, with Darius guys coming back, mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson, apparently is Benjamin Button and is aging in reverse. I feel like Bryce Love's going to have to get healthy, but you know, you bring him into the mix. We talked about P Ryan, the last show yeah. specifically with guys. Do you feel as though Darius guys and Adrian Peterson can coexist? Or do you think there will be a bell cow workhorse back? That's an interesting question because you look at it and you say, you know, the little that guy showed us last year, I'm sure that he's eager to get back to that form. I'm sure the Redskins eager to have him at that form. But when you have an Adrian Peterson that shows you he's more than capable of carrying that load again, why rush him back? You know right. what I mean? I think they can cause this, but I also believe that hopefully with AP being the AP that he showed us he can still be, he doesn't get too besides himself and say, I want to carry the load more than I need to. Sure. You know, I think having a guys, if you can spell AP at times, if AP can spell guys at times, however they're going to do it. I don't know who's going to be the starter. You know, I would think if I'm in that position, I would start AP. I would out the gate start AP and trinkle guys in here and there for special mm-hmm. plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just to show y'all a change up. Here you go. And, you know, they can honestly find a role with those two guys, like how those guys, Kamara and um, the oh, kid. Yeah, Ingram. Ingram. He's gone did. now. And Ingram is gone yeah. now. But I've seen other teams yeah. exploit those backs like, you know, For their sure. backs like that. So I think we really have a luxury with four guys that really can be very valuable to us. Now, with three, CT of, them, also, three right? of them should be, you know, able to go out there and compete. But CT is, is really no competition. I think he's a guy that you can always count on on third down. Yeah. And you put him in on passing downs because he's a hell of a receiver out of the backfield. But when you're thinking about Geis and AP, AP is a guy that's already shooting for 2,000 yards this season. I think that's too mm-hmm. ambitious. Yeah, but at the same time, that's AP. We know AP right. became AP because he's a guy that put that kind of pressure on himself to go out there and produce. And you know what? My mom always said and my dad always said, never sell yourself too short. 
So if you say in 2000, maybe you fall 1800, maybe you fall 1500, who knows? But I'll take either. <laughs> I take either, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's not wrong for him to do that, but I know with having a Geist and having a CT, that's too much to ask of him. That's why I said I don't really look at it as a position battle. I guess technically it is because one guy has to start, right? Mm-hmm. But to me, the onus really is on Jay Gruden yeah. and just to be creative. And I've been saying that every year this guy has been with the Redskins. However, I am hard on him, but I'll give credit where it's due. I thought last season was Jay Gruden's best coaching job he's done here. Wow. Forget the 7-9 and nine record for a second. When you look at how this team was snake-bitten with injuries, yeah. for them to go 7-9 and nine and not bottom out. And you remember we were talking about this team possibly winning the division right up until December practically. Yeah. So for me – I feel like that was his best coaching year, and and the reason is because it almost forced him to be creative Mm -hmm. because he had so many missing pieces here and there. It was a patchwork team overall. I think he has to do that again with the running game with all these backs, especially when you're talking about if we're going to play Dwayne Haskins. I mean, what better help for a young rookie quarterback than a strong running game? I would love a Santana Moss on the outside, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you can mix it up running the football, wouldn't that help Dwayne Haskins? Oh, that sounds great. And the one thing that still lingers in the back of my head is that, you know, we can talk about the Haskins situation. Should he get the nod to compete? I'm pretty sure he's going to get the nod to of compete for the job. But should we force that, you know, him getting out there and starting as soon as he probably will want. And then you think about the running back situation with AP. Hey, you have a guy. He's the future. We already know that. He showed you enough in college. He showed me enough in college coming out that he's going to be special. And then that first game he played in the preseason that he got injured in, he showed you what we could have, you know, hopefully saw last year if he never got injured. But with all that said, you know, the one thing lingers in the back of my head Will they have a stout offensive line no knowing doubt. the situation with Trent Williams, right. knowing the situation with having guys, you know, they're trying to try out like guard now who didn't make it anywhere else. You know, it's just so much going on with the offensive line that as stout up they has been they have been in the past years, they were snake bitten also. They was a part of that, you know, that core of guys that was snake bitten with injuries. And the one healthy guy that hasn't really been as healthy as we would like has been Trent Williams. And yeah. now we might not have him at all. So we can wish and hope for any and all that stuff to happen for this team, to have a backfield that's, you know, rolling on all cylinders with Geis and AP and CT coming in on third downs, having the quarterback that we might want to see, whether it's Haskins or whether it's, you know, my man from um, Denver. But – I believe that with all that said and done, we have to really get to the bottom of what that, whatever's going to happen with our offensive line and hoping that those guys stay intact. And I'm hoping that happens before we get into training camp. Let's transition to the NBA. The world has changed since we last talked. The Toronto Raptors are the champions. Zion's in the league. I mean, we got everything going on, Tana. Let's start with the Raptors. Were you shocked that they were able to finish the job? We talked about it on the show, but were you shocked at all that they were able to finish the job? I wasn't shocked. I was actually happy that they got it done, you know, because I was almost to the point to where, like, I hope these guys don't show all this potential and then beeline and drop dead, you know what I'm saying? So to see them finish the job, to see the way they did it, you know, hats off to Kawhi. I mean, I never saw a guy just – you know, honestly take over a game every night like he did with guys around him. Whether they showed up or not that night, he still carried the load. All playoffs. That's what I'm saying. All in the entire playoffs. I mean, we heard about during the regular season where he was like, okay, he missed the game here and there because they're trying to save him. But, man, he played lights out the entire playoff series. Mm. And it's no wonder that he's the MVP. But 
a guy who was an unsigned hero on that team that to me that probably is going to get a call from somebody to be a starting guard in this league is Van Fleet. Man, that boy can <laughs> shoot the lights. You know, out. we were sitting out there watching the games and I'm like, you know, what I didn't like about Golden State to me was they can take over any game as long as those guys, them sharpshooters are on. When them sharpshooters are on, Clay and Stephen, when they're on, they can be down 20 and be up 20. No doubt. Within the blink of an eye. Because of threes. And so having a KD as well with those guys, you know, to me that was just like, that's cheating. That was like the cheat code. <laughs> yeah. And so it was like, it was crazy the way everything transpired with KD going down, with Clay going down. It was almost like, you know what, Toronto is, is yours. Yeah. Like, like we done giving you, we gave you every and everything you can have ever asked for to be in a situation, one, to have a Kawhi, two, and then to have these injuries that Golden State has been getting week in and week out. So it was almost given, but they still had to go out there and they close it out. It. They had to go get it. And um, Van Fleet came up big, you know, a guy. We talked about so much in, um, you know, not in the show, but amongst my peers and stuff and the guys who I, who I share stories with, whatever sport it might be that we talking about, Danny Green, man. Like, yeah. he's a guy that's been known to shoot those threes and to see. Yeah. They was actually benching him in the second half to have Van Fleet come in. And this guy, to me, I think he won himself a starting position in this league. No doubt about it. I want to go back to something you said about Kawhi real quick and give you this point. So, in covering the draft for the Wizards, right? Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of NBA execs leading up to a draft. You have different guys you interview and you ask them about the prospects and all that. One guy I talked to was actually making the point of in the draft, like every sport, you just don't know sometimes, mm-hmm. right? You pass on a guy because you think whatever, and then he ends up being a star. He was at Kawhi Leonard's pre-draft workout. Wow. He told me, this is with the Wizards, Kawhi didn't want to be there, didn't care, didn't whatever bombed the interview, the workout, he was like lethargic. He couldn't shoot the ball. He was just aloof. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, we're not taking this kid. Who does he think he is? The rest is history. So I think about that. And I think about a Santana Moss mm-hmm. who I did not know still to this day that every time I talk to you, I get a new story about how unheralded you were yeah. Your whole life, Mm -hmm. you go to Miami, you set the world on fire and the rest is history. You just never know with these kids. But I want to ask you about free agents now. Kevin Durant's out for the year. Done deal. Achilles, one of the worst injuries you can have in sports. Do you think he'll stay in Golden State or will he leave and go to to a Knicks or wherever? I think he's going to set the bar. Someone's going to still pay him mega max, super max, whatever you want to call it. I think he's leaving. I think he'll probably leave. I mean, honestly, who knows? You know, I'm no expert, but when it comes down to what he's due, I think yeah. he's going to go somewhere and create his own team. They probably wow. Whoever get him going to get someone else with him. Yeah. And they're going to have to just wait a year for him to get healthy. But it, it's a team out there. You know, Brooklyn has got rid of some guys already. They can pay two guys that They're talking about money. Kyrie. Exactly. So maybe him so, and Kyrie. Uh, you never know him and Kyrie could be over there. Just seeing what LeBron has gotten already. You know, I was hoping that you can, you know, possibly see Kawhi laying in that position. But I think Kawhi has shown and proven that he's more of a Jordan type of player, that he's going to get him his own team. I think and, he stays. And I don't know if he stays if Kawhi doesn't stay in um Toronto he goes to the Clippers wow that's how I really see so you have KD leaving Kawhi I you're think leaning I, leaving to me I, I lean more on bro you just want a championship why leave you know what I mean yeah you have the world in your hand you have Toronto in your hand you have a whole nation in your hand I think if he leave he goes to the Clippers instead of going to LA with LeBron god he literally has a whole nation in the palm of his hand it's crazy all right, you mentioned Kyrie with the Nets. How about Clay? 
Clay is a guy I see stay. Clay without Stephen, Stephen without Clay, it just doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Golden State. I think you can get rid of any and everybody else. Keep Clay, keep Green, keep Stephen. What Stephen's going to be there? Yeah. They still have a chance to get to the yes. title. I mean, they did it before without you know all those other guys. So I really believe Clay is a guy that you know you keep him around. But Clay has shown and proven that. He might want to be out of those guys' shadow. Who knows? You know what I mean? But I think with this knee injury, yeah. that keeps him home. You know, Steph without Clay. That's like Santana without me. <laughs> no, it's. I think you'd be fine. You no. were fine before I, I love actually. You. I love you. Like Harold without the blue net. See, he'll never go flat. <laughs> Tana, what about Zion? You think he's going to be a star or what? I believe he has the potential to be a star, man. Who knows? You know, we just spoke about when these guys come to this league, you never know what they go through or what may happen, you know? Um, Coming into this league, one of the main reasons, and I know we're talking about Zion, but I always have to go back to the reason why I'm such a fan of LeBron James is because I've seen on different levels and different leagues, you name it, baseball, soccer, football, I've seen so many guys – you know, come in heralded and supposed to be the next this guy and the right. next that guy. And they don't pan out to be that because it's so much pressure. And LeBron James has surpassed anything that people have ever thought he, he could be in the NBA, not even in just the NBA in this world. Like yeah. he's such a, a great guy outside of basketball, the other things he's doing when it comes to his career outside of basketball. So when you have a guy like Zion coming in with so much hope and aspirations, a team's going to, you know, bet the house on him and say, hey, he's going to be the next this guy, that guy. You know, I heard him speaking just the other day on SportsCenter, and he said, hey, I'm just Zion. You know, I'm trying to be the first Zion. You can't compare no one, really, because you haven't seen that freak of a athlete in a while. It's a lot of them out there. Size. LeBron is one. Shaq yeah. is one. You name it. A lot of them have come through the basketball, you know, doors, but – Zion is a different breed. He's yes. a guy that you might going to probably play small forward with, but that can play a point guard, but he can play point guard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's a guy that plays on both sides of the ball too as well. And he's a guy that blew out his shoe and hurt himself too. So who, how many got, you know basketball players you seen do that? We saw Shaq dunk you know, goals and break baskets and stuff like that. And here's a guy blow out his shoe. So it's going to be a lot on his shoulders. Yeah. But I think if you put him around the right core teammates and the right team, that he doesn't have to carry so much of the load, then you might see him, you know, restart him early, you know, real early in his career. Tana, for taking L's, it's a regrettable one. I'm I'm giving it to myself. Yeah. I wanted to give it to both of us, so I went back and looked at a clip where I'm trash-talking Drake and the Raptors saying that they were, I believe the direct quote was, going to get their ass beat. For taking L's, I'm giving it to Drake early. Early? They're going to get well, their ass beat. He broke Tana. the curse already. No, he they're going to get destroyed. Up. I feel you. I'm with you. Because they're going to get their ass beat. <laughs> Gentlemen, sweep, five games. It's oh. over, Drake. The curse lives on. I, I By the, the Warriors. Broke. I said the curse is over. And I was hoping that you were with me. You, <laughs> you only slightly co-signed. It wasn't enough to give you an L. So, therefore, it's me taking L's. I owe Drake and the Raptors an apology. So there you go. All you out there in the six, that was pretty hard for Travis to take that L. So just know, you know what I mean? While you guys celebrate your championship, celebrate this L that you gave to Trav, man. It's going to be hard watching them take it because he ain't going to swallow it well. Thanks again to the Salvation Army, Catholic University for having us. Santana Mall Show. It's a wrap. We got to do this more often, man. I like this ambiance. Love it. <laughs> Peace out. It's a Santana Mall Show. Number 89, hustle all the time. Travis on the right, hot mic on the left. Every single week, it's a lyrical.